Shalom, and welcome to Torah to the People, a podcast from Temple Israel in Memphis, Tennessee. I'm Rabbi Micah Greenstein. We hope you enjoy this selection of our sermons, classes, and conversations with inspiring people from across the Bluff City and around the world. Animals. Animals are capable of some pretty incredible things. Dogs, they can sense an oncoming thunderstorm. They could sniff out drugs or explosives, and new research suggests that they can even detect cancer in humans. And in our Torah portion this week, Parshat Balak, we meet another animal who can see or sense something beyond human perception. In this very strange story, Balak, the king of Moab, he hears that the Israelites have defeated major armies on their journey towards the promised land and worries that his nation, Moab, will be next. So he sends an emissary, a very famous, you might uh, translate this word as sorcerer, who could see the future. His name was Balaam. He sends Balaam to curse the Israelites before they could face off with Moab in battle. Now, when Balaam saddles his donkey and sets out for the Israelite camp, he runs into a slight hiccup. You see, his donkey, as if out of nowhere, suddenly jumps to the side and darts off into a field. Not seeing any reason why the donkey should have suddenly swerved out of the way, Balaam, and I I hate this part, he, he beats the donkey until it gets back on the road. You see, just before the donkey swerved, God, who didn't much like Balaam's mission to curse the Israelites, sent an angel sword drawn to stand in the donkey's way. The donkey saw it, hence the mad dash off the road, but Balaam didn't see the angel. This happened a few more times with the, the donkey jumping out of the way, Balaam beating it back on track, and so on. But after a few times, finally the Torah says, quote, God uncovered Balaam's eyes, and he saw the angel of Adonai standing in the way, sword in hand. Finally, Balaam could see what the donkey had seen all along. So what does this story about a prescient donkey and an unseeing seer, what does it have to do with our lives? Hasidic Judaism, or Hasidut, it teaches that many stories or lessons from the Torah actually provide insight into our own psyches, into how our minds work. So this one particular Hasidic Rebbe, Rebbe um, Uri of Strelisk, 
he lived in the latter part of the 18th century and the early part of the 19th century in a, a small community near Lviv in current, uh, in modern-day Western Ukraine. Uh, the the Streliska Rebbe teaches that the human soul can actually see everything. But sometimes things in our lives, the material stuff, he writes, sometimes that material stuff can create a curtain that divides, that hinders, that covers the soul so that the soul cannot see. According to the Strelisker Rebbe's interpretation, even though the donkey could see what was happening, Balaam was so preoccupied with something else. And I'll, I'll save what exactly that is for another sermon. But Balaam was so preoccupied that he couldn't see what was right in front of his nose. Rabbi Larry Tabak, he's a contemporary expert on Hasidic Judaism. He teaches that too often our minds are occupied by mundane or unimportant concerns which stop us from acting upon what is truly important in life. He writes, quote, we allow our immediate material and emotional concerns to get in the way of our spirituality. We put self-gratification before self-improvement and the repair of the world. We put that last. Instead, we imagine that more goods, a bigger house, a better job, and more expensive vacations will bring us happiness. Rabbi Tabak says they won't. True happiness, he writes, comes from learning who we are. We are spiritual beings inhabiting a material world. Once we forget this fact, when we do, even when extraordinary events occur to us as they occur to Balaam, we fail to perceive them or learn their spiritual lesson. So that question, the answer to that question, how do we unclutter, how do we uncover our souls that maybe because of what's going on in our life, we have a curtain, something clouding, obscuring, what we can really see? How do we focus on what truly matters? I think the answer can be learned, once again, from animals. So often when I'm sitting in my own backyard with my dog, Abby Road, she's a very nice girl, um, and I'm so often when we're back there, even on a beautiful day, I'm on my phone scrolling endlessly through Facebook or Instagram, checking my email, online shopping. I'm really paying attention to anything except what is going on right in that moment. Maybe you at home or you here in the, in the sanctuary are lucky and you're less addicted to your phone than I am, but I bet that all of you, each one of us can think of moments when we're sitting somewhere maybe in a beautiful place or maybe even around a dinner table with other people, but our mind is really somewhere else. And just as an aside, that is why Shabbat, that's why Shabbat is so important because it is a time for us to unplug and at the same time reconnect to other people in our lives. But back to the backyard with Abby, when I finally look up from my phone, I so often, almost every day, I look up to see Abby basking in the sunshine. 
the breeze running through her fluffy hair, her nose crinkling and wrinkling to get a whiff of every new scent that the wind sends her way. In these moments, she is pure joy, pure dog, pure life. She's not worried about what comes next. Every one of her senses is experiencing what it means to be alive. And of course, Abby is luckier than most of us. She doesn't have to put food or kibble on the table. She doesn't have to take care of a sick family member. She doesn't have to teach her children right from wrong. And yet, she still understands the power of the present moment. In these moments, I think it would be inaccurate to call what Abby is experiencing holiness. After all, she is just a dog. But Judaism teaches in the words of Rabbi Jeff Roth that bringing our awareness to the present is a precursor to the possibility of having a direct experience with the divine. It is not a sufficient condition, but a necessary one. In order to experience holiness, we must actually experience what's happening in the moment. Without that, God may be there. Holiness may be there. But like what happened to Balaam, we won't be able to sense it. In the words of Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel, he writes, God is in captivity in this world, in the oblivion of our lives. God is in search of man, in search of a home in the soul and deeds of man. Our task is to hallow time, to enable God to enter our moments, to be at home in our time, in what we do with time. So in our time, in our moments, may we learn from Rabbi Heschel, may we learn from Balaam and his donkey, from the animals in our backyards, in our own lives. May they lead us to glimpse what is right in front of us, what is right in front of our lives every day, that holiness is possible in every moment, if only we're there to see it. Kenihiratzon, may it be God's will.